Hi, I'm Tom Zalatni. And I'm Tafra Jamian. And you're listening to the No Bad Food Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. This is a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Our mandate is simple, to explore, taste, and learn about food in ways that celebrate all the things that make it great. Every week, we dig into a different dish, meal, ingredient, cuisine, or piece of food media, exploring the history and culture around it, sharing favorite recipes, and learning from our wonderful guests. The only rule? You gotta love it. After all, there's no such thing as bad food. Before we dig in, we'd like to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where we're recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. We want to encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. So, babe. Yeah? Happy Valentine's. Happy Valentine's to you, too. I can't believe this, our food-themed podcast, is launching on the very day of Valentine's. You are right? I'm really tired. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> hey, romance, baby, romance. Let's do it. So we're talking about, we're talking love, we're talking sex, we're talking rock and roll. It's our Valentine's episode of No Bad Food 2023, baby. Baby. Let's get a, let's get, let's get rolling with a rock and rolling. I'm not really sure where the rock and roll is coming from, um, but to celebrate the day of love, we're talking about everybody's favorite kind of nebulous food topic aphrodisiacs Ooh, baby so an aphrodisiac of course takes its name from aphrodite the greek god of love and sex yeah aphrodite the greek god of love and sex appropriated by the romans as venus Ooh. uh which you astrology hoes might know as the planet of love mm-hmm. and so an aphrodisiac when we talk about aphrodisiacs uh generally speaking it's a substance that like makes you horny you know (laughs) pardon my french that's Uh, that's yeah yeah but uh specifically when it comes to today's show we're going to be talking specifically about the food side of aphrodisiacs because like you know you could say like cologne and like some drugs are aphrodisiacs but we're not here to talk about cologne and drugs we're here to talk about food and hugs i'm gonna go ahead and narrow that down even further um and i'm gonna say that uh, while we will talk about food, we're not going to talk about herbal supplements because mm. that is a whole other world. So there are a couple of things that I may give a shout out to that also exist as supplements, mm-hmm. but we're going to limit ourselves to like things you might eat in a meal sure. uh, tonight rather than like things you might throw in your smoothie. Right. Yeah. Like powders you might throw in your smoothie. <laughs> sure. Like horny goat weed. Yeah. Or uh, or uh, ginseng. <laughs> Which actually makes a really nice tea. I like that. Do you know about chasteberry? What's a chasteberry? Chasteberry is another one of those herbal aphrodisiacs that we're not talking about. Oh. Yeah. Doesn't sound like it would work as an aphrodisiac. Apparently. um, And also, I believe it's been used as uh, some form of birth control. But we're not talking about herbal. Now... Uh, we're talking about food, aphrodisiacs. Yeah. Now, aphrodisiacs are kind of fun because when you research them, like, with the exception of, like, obviously with aphrodisiacs, there are mind-altering substances mm-hmm. that make your senses more sensual, like uh, marijuana. Sure. That make yeah. you, or can- we're calling it cannabis now, like cannabis. Sure, sure. That, that, um, Reefer. Relax. <laughs> the grass. <laughs> Wacky backy. The devil's lettuce. <laughs> That, um, you know, does, in fact, is psychoactive. Well, is it psychoactive? That's maybe not what you call it. But it, it's mind-altering. It yeah. relaxes you. Uh, and it makes your senses more more potent. And sure. so in that sense, it is an aphrodisiac. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with alcohol. It relaxes you. It lowers your inhibitions. Um, but when it comes to, like, actually foods, mm-hmm. there's kind of two broad categories. I have come up with two broad categories. All right. Tell me about your two broads. There's food that's, like, stimulating uh, things like coffee, chocolate, um, hot peppers, mm-hmm. and uh, food that looks like genitals. <laughs> um, right. yeah, things yeah. like asparagus, bananas, uh, oysters, figs. Gooey duck. Uh, I don't know if, if gooey ducks are <laughs> traditionally, but I'm going to add them to the list. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I think that's a, like, that's a pretty legit, like... 
two two categories i think like because when you said you had two categories in my mind it was like okay yeah things that genuinely increase sexual desire (laughs) based on some kind of chemical thing and the ones that you look at and you're like okay i get it (laughs) now i mean like i feel like there's there's a lot to be said here right like eating fruit puts me in the mood (laughs) don't i know it um there's there's on some level like eating is pleasurable and eating a beautiful meal uh is an aphrodisiac no matter what's in the meal like there's something about eating food that has been beautifully and specially prepared for you to make you feel pleasure um that relaxes you and gets those little pleasure sensors firing Um, right yeah and and it's not like you know it's not the same as when you go to a nice dinner at a restaurant and the mood has been set and like after the meal you're like oh boy here we go because there were candles and music and low light or whatever like that's not to say that those foods that you ate at that meal are necessarily aphrodisiacs right like there were external factors at play exactly it's the mood and when you look into like the quote-unquote science of aphrodisiacs (laughs) it's 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 real murky like uh but as I was doing research on this, there were two kind of main things that came up. I would say there's either like in the moment aphrodisiacs, mm-hmm. like things that will actually be stimulating in some way the same day, or uh, shall we say foods that with consistent consumption support sexual health. Mm, okay, okay. There's kind of these two categories. Right. Uh, now, the studies are often contradictory like there's often one study says yes one study says no sure so with aphrodisiacs like dark leafy greens like arugula which the romans uh also called an aphrodisiac which mm-hmm. they maybe should have called a venusiac i don't know and uh i think figs are in this category too several nuts uh bananas fall into this category as well although i don't think that the romans were talking about bananas probably not um they all have high levels of uh, various minerals, especially magnesium and mm. zinc okay. uh, and vitamin E. And magnesium and zinc are especially linked to uh, uh, testosterone-driven fertility, including sperm motility okay. um, and supporting sexual health. Now, a lot of the research around aphrodisiacs is specifically done uh, on cis men. There are not many studies mm. on other people. Interesting. Because, uh, can you guess why? Shame around sexuality that's anything other than, like, dick get hard based sexuality? It's a good guess, but it's actually simpler than that. Okay. Um, it's that measuring an erection is a really easy way to <laughs> oh. measure arousal. Yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> like... <laughs> Um, And, like, there are things that you can, like, test, like, vaginal lubrication and, of course, clitoral engorgement because actually all the parts are the same organized differently. Mm -hmm. There's a fantastic episode of Emily Ostertag's brand new podcast, Come As You Are, which is basically building on her book, Come As You Are. Um, But there's a great episode called The Anatomy Lesson, I think, Mm -hmm. that explains how uh, human genitals are all analogous parts arranged differently. And I really, really, really encourage people to read that. So uh, listen to that rather. Mm -hmm. However, these are kind of things that people are only just recently talking about. And when you're looking at historically studies over the last 50 years, Mm -hmm. It's really easy to say, like, oh, yeah, this time that dick is harder than it was last time. Sure, right. (laughs) Um, Or, like, yeah, that dick got hard faster today than it did yesterday when you didn't eat a pound of arugula. Right, right. Um, But, of course, also with desire, with arousal, like... There's so much going on, yeah. and it's so, so, so hard to quantify desire. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, that's it, right? Because, like, yeah, you can you can measure... <laughs> it's like you said, you can measure a, a boner, but you can't measure, like, internal thoughts and feelings and wants and needs, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe you had a sexy dream last night, and then you come into the clinic, and you're already in a slightly heightened state. And yeah. I'm sure they just do the study a whole bunch of times to kind of factor that in. Right. But still. But still. Yeah. The other broad category of, like, quote unquote scientifically scientifically proven aphrodisiacs one other aphrodisiac folks is getting enough sleep <laughs> <laughs> i found that in my research what's that it's 
It's also really good for saying words properly on your podcast. (laughs) The other broad category of aphrodisiacs that are quote unquote scientifically proven is foods that affect vascular dilation. Okay, sure. So coffee is one of these. Chocolate is one of these. That's why uh, both of them are good for headaches, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, So foods that encourage your uh, blood vessels to dilate, Mm -hmm. as as you can guess, um, also encourage various parts to become engorged. Like it's the word, okay? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, we're t- we're doing an aphrodisiacs episode. It's gonna get a little, it's gonna a little, go a, a little goofy. And this is actually related to a fun, uh, a fun little phenomenon that I realized you might not know about. Okay. Um, do, have you heard of the gymgasm? Is that the face that that Jim makes at the camera on the office? No. <laughs> All right. Other kind of gym. All right. There's this phenomenon where, so basically with, uh, as I was talking about before, um, genitals being homologous, 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 yeah, genitals being same but different. Mm -hmm. Um, The clitoris is basically the same structure as the penis. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just inside the body. Right. Right. And then it has the roots that in the... um, bodies without a vagina like bodies that it's a penis they go just into the taint right the perineum that's the word for the perineum (laughs) then in the vagina they're like on either side of the vaginal opening right yeah yeah. um it's an innie or an outie basically yeah but the structure of the clitoris like basically the 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 clitoral glands is uh the same as the the penile glands it's just right at the exit of the body instead of a few inches out right right this is a food podcast, guys. Yeah. I hope you are ready for sex ed today. We're getting to the food part of but it. But I'm getting worry. to this point. Yeah. So basically, when that structure, when the sensitive structure of uh, your sexual organs is inside your body, it means it can be internally stimulated by things like exercise, mm. where your pelvic floor is engaging, your muscles are moving, right, right, and your blood is flowing because you have vascular dilation because you're exercising. Okay. Uh, which is why sometimes people with internal uh, pleasure structures uh, can experience arousal and even orgasm from working out because ultimately uh, it's a physiological response to various stimuli which are usually uh, fired in a sexual scenario but there are other circumstances where you can get the same cocktail of like vascular dilation pleasure hormones and elevated heart rate um to make it happen. Huh. So, talking about food again. Yeah, yeah. Basically, there's no food that's going to function like Viagra. Sure. Like, there's not a food where you you eat it, and then, like, if your erection still persists after four hours, call your doctor. Right. Um, but there are foods that can support sexual health, and there are foods that, for various reasons, can put you in the mood. Sure. Uh, like, if you've ever heard those <laughs> really irresponsible food studies that are like, sugar is the same as cocaine, because in rats, sugar lights up the same part of your brain as cocaine does. Sure. Uh, cheese also lights up that part of the brain. Can you guess why? Is it just that they all make you feel real good? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they all make you feel good. Um, and cocaine is also an aphrodisiac. Right. It, it, because it's Because it's pleasure. Right. And like we talk about this on the show, right? Like we I think we've even talked about that on the show before. Mm-hmm. Um so in in some sense, like any food that makes you feel good, any food that you like is an aphrodisiac. Right. Because your body is going, mm, yummy. Sure. Uh, I made a Yoda voice. Um Well, that's okay. Yoda gets horny too sometimes. Where do you think baby Yoda came from? Oh my god. But I mean, yeah, like Maybe not any food, right? Because, like, some foods will make you feel physically slower and, like, less, like... <laughs> eat a whole bunch of turkey and then... <laughs> yeah, right? You're well, just raring to go. But, I mean, yeah, like, if I eat, like, a like a very greasy, like, cheeseburger and fries kind of situation, even though the whole time I'm eating it, I'm going to be going, mm, yeah, yummy, awesome, I feel good. Like, 20 minutes later, I'm not going to want to have sex. Right. 
Like, I'm going to want to lie down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you have, like, chocolate-dipped strawberries. Sure. And, like, bread dipped in olive oil. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, fresh figs. Mm-hmm. At least for me, anyway. Sure. Like, that's going to be a different feeling. Yeah. Or if I just eat, like, a small enough portion of a really good cheeseburger and fries. I mean, yeah, there's the other case of just, like, <laughs> like eating yourself to the point of discomfort is not going to make you want to have sex. I feel like this is, like, a this is like a separate basic principle. Sure, sure. <laughs> but maybe an important one to cover, right? Because what if people really want to get real horny and they're like, okay, well, bring on the carrots and bananas, like, and then they just eat so much of that stuff that they make themselves sick. Okay, I have then, in that case, I have a... Um, educational vignette for my own life all right (laughs) i really i really like figs sure fresh figs are one of my favorite things in the whole wide world Mm -hmm. like i love to eat a fresh fig and once recently not too long ago i got myself as a special treat one of those like i don't know 10 packs of black mission figs and They were so good. They were like, it's not that often that you can get like a ripe sweet fig here mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. frozen north. But it was just, it was fig season and they were so good. Um, and I, I ate, I ate all of them <laughs> upon getting home from the grocery store. I just, I had them in the room and I just kept snacking on them. And folks, uh, about an hour later, let me tell you, I was not feeling so sexy. Mm. Um, I was feeling sort of like I was being exercised. Okay. Uh, it sort of felt like somebody was power washing my insides. Okay. So I was going to ask if you meant like, like a demon was being removed from your body or like yeah. you, you were being worked out. No, no, no. Like a demon was being removed from my body. All it right. did feel rather like my insides were being pressure washed, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but not in a sexy way. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's a lesson to us all, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we say that there's no such thing as bad food, we don't mean so just like Kirby it up and go mouthful mode and eat everything in sight. Because like you will start to feel bad at some point, you know? Well, this is, I mean, this is something that we tell our kids, right? Is like no food is good if you only eat that food. Yeah. Like too much of any food is bad for you. Right. Uh, don't. Don't eat to the point of discomfort. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But any... (laughs) And don't... Yeah, don't eat to the point of discomfort and don't not eat to the point of discomfort also, right? Yeah. Like, just eat. Eat But food should be... Food should be about pleasure. Exactly. So now that we have laid out all of human anatomy on the table... (laughs) (laughs) Now that we've laid our human anatomy on the table... baby. Now that we've talked about our genitals... uh, Now that we've... (laughs) established that there's no such thing really as an aphrodisiac food but like there kind of is also yeah (laughs) we're gonna pop over to the mid-roll uh tell you about all the ways you can support the show and make us horny and uh then when we get back we're gonna share some of our favorite foods that put us in the moods if you're enjoying the show so far, make sure to hit that subscribe button Ooh. on whatever platform you're listening on so that you never miss a new episode. I'd hit that. Hit that button. Ooh. While you're at it, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. Hey, I don't mind if you share us with a friend. For every new rating and review we get during the month of February, we'll be donating $2 to The Depot, our local food bank here in NDG. They can turn every $1 into $3 worth of food for a family in need. So by doing the simple free act of leaving a rating review of the show, you're functionally donating $6 worth of food to people who need it. There is literally no other way to turn zero into six. So if that math is exciting for you, go do it. You can read all about what the depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode. I just think maybe we've been hanging out too long when we make exactly the same noise at exactly (laughs) the same time (laughs) after I make that joke. Don't forget that now is your last chance mm. to submit your nominations. Ooh, submit those do- nominations. Do nominations. <laughs> submit your nominations. And cast your votes to determine who will compete in Munch Madness 2023. <laughs> Munch Madness is everybody's favorite season. Uh, we we talk about the foods and we crown one a winner. Mm-hmm. Hit the link in our show notes and go vote for up to three of your favorite foods maybe foods that put you in the moods i know i'm just gonna be writing in raw oysters figs and asparagus 
Love the way that smells. And write in one nominee you think deserves to be part of this year's tournament. We'll be announcing the roster in... I guess next week at the end of, at the end of February. At the end of February. How many how many for, weeks of for, February for, we got left? For, we got one more February. No, two weeks of two February. Two weeks of left. February. We definitely have two yeah. more weeks of February. Two weeks left. The only other thing we want to remind you about here in the mid-roll is that uh, we have a goal for ourselves here in the month of February that we want to increase our support over on patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod to $50 a month or more before the end of the month. Uh, Right now, we are at the $26 a month uh, level, I guess. That's U.S. dollars. So we got to just barely double that. Yeah, which is which is doable, frankly. That's five people giving five dollars or four people giving seven and a half dollars or three people giving eight dollars and a bit or one person giving twenty five dollars or ten people each giving two fifty. Do that math. Do that math. Do that math. Ooh, baby, you know it. If math gets you in the mood, go to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod and uh, donate. Frankly, uh, the show is not cheap for us to make in terms of time and energy and resources. And it'd be really cool to uh, be able to do it sustainably. And of course, you know, when we hit that $50 a month mark, we will be launching our Patreon exclusive recipe club the no bad food recipe club uh where we'll be sharing recipes every month so uh if that's not enough of an incentive what if i told you that you also get to choose stuff for us to talk about on the show yeah so how about you do it how about you go to patreon.com slash no bad food pod and uh give us a little something slip a little slip us a dollar in our in our bras toss a coin to your bitcher wow I didn't say which one of us it was. It's me. I'm it's the bitcher. Um, anyway, if you want a lap dance, go to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpie. I'll give you one. Let's get back to the show. So we're going to talk about our own favorite aphrodisiacs. Mm-hmm. But first, I actually want to say that there are two actually confirmed foods that have actually scientifically proven correlations to sexual quality of life now what tradition were they confirmed under was it the romans or the greek orthodox uh it was actually um by that i mean like western medicine oh okay there's probably like a whole lot more in uh tcm and ayurveda that i'm not talking about because i don't know anything about them so what are they what are the two what are the two confirmed horny boys chili peppers specifically capsaicin okay uh because it is a vascular dilator in like a pretty big way sure yeah. um is extremely good you know think about it you eat something spicy you're you're sweating your blood's moving mm-hmm. um yeah you start to feel a little bit like erratic and like yeah for for internal uh consumption only folks mm. please do not use this externally for sexy times uh the second one and i don't know why this study ever happened all right I am ex- this I'm extremely confused about how this research came to be. However, a 2014 study suggested that eating an apple a day correlated not with keeping the doctor away, but with better sexual quality of life in people with vaginas. So babe. <laughs> we've, we've talked at length about apples before on the show. No comment. All right. I would love to talk to the scientist who developed that study and simply ask, why? Do you think that they started it from a place of like, okay, like we know the doctor a day thing is a just a, you know, a bit, right? It's yeah. a, it's just a cliche or whatever. And said, but what can we find out about people who eat an apple every day? And, mm, and just kind of went from there. But you know what, though? You mm. know what, though? Doctors are, are pretty scared away women's sexual health it's true so maybe there is something to this after all counterpoint the doctors on Grey's Anatomy have a lot of sex maybe that's just another thing about medicine that Grey's Anatomy gets wrong so historically Mm -hmm. uh, very common aphrodisiacs we have mentioned oysters that's like always the fucking top everybody's like oysters and that is because did you read this also did you read about this also I don't think so but my my guess is just that it 
it's one of the ones that kind of looks a little bit like uh yeah yeah no it definitely does and like also there's the whole taste part of it as well sure um but uh the the guy the guy Casablanca not Casablanca um the guy who got all the bitches uh Casanova Casanova thank you (laughs) the like OG Casanova ate 50 raw oysters every morning wow <laughs> it's it's astonishing to me that um anybody could do that. He's a regular guest on this guy. That's wild because I feel like nowadays, like I mean, I'm saying this as someone who has not eaten oysters. Really? Yeah, I've never oh, I've never had oysters. Have oysters. Uh I don't know how much they cost now. Yeah. I'm assuming it's more than they cost at the time. Yeah. Because actually oysters used to be dirt cheap. There was a time when they yeah. were very cheap. Sold on on street corners out of little carts by peddlers in New York City, like there was really you could get a dirt cheap oyster back in the day. So I'm going to assume that it was back then, because otherwise, fifty oysters in a day would I mean, probably add Ca- up real Casanova fast. was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oysters were also considered a aphrodisiac by the Romans, and they are mm. in fact high in magnesium, so they are one of these okay. things that does support sexual health. Sure. Um, magnesium is just good for you generally. Like everybody probably needs more magnesium. Mm. Artichokes also have a history of aphrodisiacs, which is uh, fascinating. And in fact, in the 16th century, women were banned for eating from eating them huh. due to their ability to enhance erotic energy. This is interesting to me because I, I find by the time I finish eating an artichoke, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm, t- I'm done. Yeah. I can't put any more effort into anything after yeah. eating an artichoke because it's so much effort. Yeah, I agree. That doesn't, that doesn't make me want to have sex. That makes me want to lie down. <laughs> They're high in antioxidants, which is another thing that tends to be common in uh, traditional aphrodisiacs, like okay, um, sure, sure. pomegranate, uh, figs also, again, like mm. arugula. When you look really far back, it's also just a lot of things that taste a little spicy. Mm. So like... Hot peppers are hot, and they'll make your blood hot. And like arugula is a little spicy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Asparagus as an aphrodisiac because it looks like a penis. Okay, because I I do feel like asparagus, like, yeah, I mean, it looks like a penis. It's got kind of a smell. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily one I'd associate with sex, but okay. Um, Pistachios. Another one, mm-hmm. which I feel like is another one because of what it looks like. Sure. I'm I'm noticing a trend here, which is that a lot of these are things that were like, like common to like Europe and especially to places touched by the Roman Empire. Yeah. And I, I am not shocked by that. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that's just because the Roman Empire was huge, but also like... I don't know. Italian food is passionate. Yeah. Is is I guess what my my brain thought is here. And I'm not surprised that like the like the Roman Empire had like a huge long list of foods that made them horny. I think it's also because the concept of an aphrodisiac, especially the word aphrodisiac, was sure. popularized by the Roman Empire. Right. Um because if you go into, like, again, I, I, I mentioned that, like, Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine have loads of these. There's ginseng, uh, mm. ginger as well, actually. Sure. Ginkgo. Um, fenugreek is one of the, another one that's been, like, scientifically pretty proven. Interesting. Okay. Um, and maca as well, which is a uh, sweet root vegetable mm-hmm. from this side of the world. Right, yeah. Um, that is also proven. It actually really helps with uh, counteracting libido um limiting side effects of uh antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication yeah that's right i knew i i knew i'd heard about this before um but when you look at aphrodisiacs Mm -hmm. because of the like term itself i think you get a lot of roman empire stuff sure yeah that makes Um, sense I mean, there's so many more. Like, literally every food is on this list. Chocolate's really high on the list because, like, antioxidants, pleasure, sure. caffeine. Like, yeah. it's 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 got it all. Yeah, yeah. Chocolate is the one that everybody agrees. It's like, chocolate, yeah. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, there's, to me, it's like, okay, things like, things like chocolate and, like, bright, juicy berry type mm-hmm. things are ones that make a lot of sense to me just intellectually. Yeah. And then other ones I have to, like, logic a little bit to get there, you know? Garlic, another another 
aphrodisiac. See, that one is wild to me. Just like eat a meal of asparagus, garlic, and raw oysters mm-hmm. uh, with a little arugula on top and you're ready to party. So like as someone with a mild garlic allergy. <laughs> I was going to say, this is like a meal custom made to make you sad. I'm really, I'm not feeling it. It's funny, like I like asparagus. Yes. I'm not yeah. big on arugula, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Never had an oyster, but yeah, no, I, I just, yeah, that, that didn't sound good to me. Yeah. I was going to say, like of all of those though, like which one do you feel like is most likely to be an aphrodisiac for you? Yeah, well that's it. I'm, I I was going to ask you the same question. Like we should we should talk a little bit about like which foods we feel like have that effect on us or like would want to have on a date night or whatever, right? Like, we're just going to give the people our cheat codes? Listen, we're opening up to them. Okay, give us money. <laughs> give us money, patreon.com. <gasps> okay, yeah. you first. Okay, yeah, sure, sure. So if I was looking at like a list of like foods that were aphrodisiacs and like had to pick like, you know, one or two or three that like for me really hit the spot, you know? Um, so chocolate's on the list. Yeah, of course. Raspberries are on the list. Mm-hmm. Pomegranates. Mm-hmm. I think for me, like if I got like a really nice, like little like chocolate cake kind of situation, or like a chocolate chocolate, you know, mm-hmm. with like a good like raspberry filling. Mm-hmm. So not just raspberry flavor, but like a good like goopy kind of raspberry situation mm-hmm. happening, mm-hmm. Uh, or like a mixed raspberry pomegranate kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think that would get me there. Yeah. That sounds that sounds pretty sexy. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, like that's the kind of dessert yeah. that like you take a bite and right away I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's yummy, you know. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't necessarily mean like I take a bite of that and I like m- <laughs> immediately get a fucking throbbing erection, but like it does mean that like you know, it like it hits me sensually, you know, in a way that doesn't immediately register as erotic, but like. Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I uh, I think that's the 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 kicker for me is like chocolate and raspberry. That combo is like mm. Sure. Yeah. I know what the most romantic meal is. What's do, that? Do you want to know what the most romantic meal is? Mm. There's a big plate of spaghetti uh-huh. and uh there's meatballs so you can push them gently back and forth with your nose. Yeah. And then a really long strand of spaghetti so you can each suck it from either end and smooch in the middle. It's a beautiful night. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, classic. If they don't bring you that meal, what are you even doing with them? That's actually the special at the restaurant tonight for Valentine's. <laughs> one big plate. One one long spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> okay, looking at a at a quick little list here. Like fish and seafood. Yeah. Cinnamon is an aphrodisiac. I forgot to mention cinnamon. Cinnamon is big for me as well. Yeah, cinnamon yeah. is it's good for your brain, it's good for your vascular health. Yeah. Uh and it is nice. Okay, okay. So just like at a glance at like some like not necessarily desserty aphrodisiacs. I could see like a fish dish, like a good like snapper or something mm-hmm. with like some kind of olive oil situation and mm-hmm. maybe chili peppers, like kind of like a lightly chili flaked olive oily fish. Not enough to make you like regret it later. Yeah. 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 Uh, maybe with some asparagus. Maybe oh, not. Oh, I love asparagus. Um, and like, I don't know. I want some like, like crunch maybe of like, like like seeds some kind of seed crunch like a sure. pumpkin pumpkin yeah. or almond or something like little ground pistachio yeah yeah a little what do you call that like a gremolata what no what's the what's yeah, the one with, gremolata. That? with nuts and, yeah. and herbs and stuff there we go yeah yeah that sounds nice to me i'm pretty sure parsley is also considered it's either considered an aphrodisiac or like a cooling herb i can't remember which by the romans uh, look i mean yeah with how much parsley italian food uses mm-hmm. it's probably an aphrodisiac mm-hmm. that's why we're passionate people that's why i work in an italian restaurant because i'm always ready <laughs> so for me like here's the thing mm-hmm. if you feed me really good asparagus like you're gonna get laid mm-hmm I really like asparagus. I really like well-cooked asparagus. Yeah. So that, like, I, I can get behind. Sure. I'm not a big seafood person, yeah. although I can really, really get behind shellfish of various mm-hmm. kinds. Like, I feel like mussels are, like, a sexy meal because you have to, like, pull them out of the shell. And, mm. like, there's, like, drippy 
sauces to dip them in and like yeah. like I think that the key is that there's got to be a sensual aspect so like right. a bowl of chili is a lovely thing it's comforting <laughs> it's cozy sure but but just like spooning my little nutritious mush into my face is not like a sexy experience you know yeah beans and <laughs> just Beans, beans and, and cheese and like and sour cream. Yeah, yeah, it's just like and it's all mixed up in a little mush. Like that's like that's cozy food. That's baby food. Yeah. That's like I don't need to work very hard and then yeah. I can go to sleep. Right? No. Well, and 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 that I think is is extremely like true that a lot of the things that are on this list are things that require at least a little bit of effort to eat. A little bit of effort and just like sensory engagement. So mm. like asparagus, if it's cooked right, it's soft, but it has a little snap to it. Has a little crunch. It's got different textures, like mm-hmm. the stalk and then the head. You can't pick up one asparagus and, and eat it in, in a couple bites, but it's also kind of awkward to cut it. So like if you want to stab it onto a fork, you've got that weird situation where it's the same length as your fork and you have a right angle happening in your hand. You're managing to stress me out about asparagus. Hey, that's how my brain works. <laughs> However, actually, fun fact, according to uh, table etiquette... As long as it is not overcooked or overly sauced, the correct way to eat asparagus is with your fingers. Interesting. You just pick it up and eat it. Wow. Which is also kind of sexy. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a little powerful. Yeah. It's like grabbing a little cigar. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I know you haven't had oysters. I only just had oysters for the first time a couple of years ago. Um, but there's like when you eat them raw, there's like you put a little squirt of lemon on them. You like have to like... Them out of the shell. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. I didn't know how to say that any other way. No, that's okay. Don't uh, apologize. Let's then, hear that again. And they're almost, they almost have a vegetable quality. Like they're crunchy but juicy. Hmm. Uh, the same way vegetables can be. So there's sure. just like, and it and it's just like seawater. It just tastes like the ocean. Right. Um, it's a really like sensual, sensory experience. It engages more than just taste. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, chocolate, obviously. Like there's the temperature thing. You know the thing, right? There's a thing about chocolate that it, um, its melting point is just above body temperature, I think. Okay. So when you put it in your mouth, if you put a piece of chocolate on your tongue, it feels cool hmm. because it's taking the heat from your body. Okay. And that also explains why it melts quickly in your mouth because yeah. like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, Which is also kind of sexy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, melting things that melt, sure. definitely sexy. Like, yeah, yeah. But also all these nuts that like you have to open mm-hmm, in order to mm-hmm, eat, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the pistachio that's kind of like a, like, it's kind of like a shellfish as a nut, right? Yeah. It yeah. Has the its shellfish little, was a nut. Yeah. It, it has its little like two halves going yeah. and a little bit peeking out. And it's like, hey, you can't get me unless you peel me open, buddy. Like, that's kind of sexy. Yeah, especially that voice. Ooh, hey there, hope you eat me up. <laughs> Tom's sexy pistachio voice. Yeah, um, I think that, like, certain kinds of pasta can also fit the bill mm. uh, because they, like, they should be al dente if you have something that you have to slurp or twirl or something. Like, anything that can be kind of a process. And I think this mm. is why pomegranates, like, you already mentioned pomegranates. Pomegranates yeah. are on the list. Pomegranates are sexy. Like, you don't see pomegranates brought up anywhere without also being like, "Mm, that's a sexy fruit. Like, it's a a sexy fruit. And that's why they're in the temple. (laughs) Um, Moving on. (laughs) Well, like, you have this, you break it open and it's something completely different on the inside. Yeah. From the outside. It's not necessarily what you expect. It's beautiful. And Mm -hmm. then you have to, like get the seeds out of the flesh and it's juicy and it's messy and it's um crunchy and bright and there's just a lot going on i think that's Mm -hmm. a really big thing for food that is sexy is that it's sort of uh uh, deb perelman on smitten kitchen uses the word cluttered for food a lot okay in a way that i i really appreciate that means like there's a lot going on in that bite and she uses it for like salads and things where you'll get like a bunch of different textures and flavors mm, in one bite. Sure, and I really yeah. like that. And I feel like that's something that can be engaging in the same way. Well, that's the thing. Like I it's funny because I I don't necessarily think of salads as like an aphrodisiac, but like a lot of the stuff that's on these lists is stuff that goes in a salad real nice together. You know, if you get like a salad that has some arugula, some like 
you know, almonds, some pomegranate, like olive oil is just, you know, going to be in your salad if you have a soul. Like there's all these things that go great in a salad together that you can then eat as a salad. And it's like, well, no wonder all the women in the photos are laughing when they eat their salad. It's making them horny. That's the secret. That's the secret. That's the secret. People laugh at salad because they want to get it on. But I mean, actually, because salad, it's like a light meal that still you can put your protein in it. You can, hey, you can put a seared scallop on your salad. Hell yeah, you You can. You can have oysters on the side. Put a little fish in there. So I do think like a a really good salad is a way to get to me. There's a meal that I make for myself Mm. when I am cooking for myself, which I have not done in a very long time. Because I rarely have the opportunity. But when I cook for myself, it's like my self-date meal. I've probably talked about this before. I'll basically make like a chicken breast or a steak, depending on what's available to Mm -hmm. me. And then just like a pile of asparagus. Like I'll make Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of asparagus just for myself with vinaigrette. um, Mm -hmm. Steam it lightly in vinaigrette. And then for dessert... We'll have vanilla ice cream with pecans and maple syrup. Hmm. Vanilla, also an aphrodisiac, Mm -hmm. actually. Pecans are probably also an aphrodisiac. Probably. They do have magnesium and vitamin E and zinc. And they're a little nut. I think there's really something to, like, if somebody made me the meal that I make myself when I'm, like, dating myself, that would be very, that would, like... That would put me in the mood. Sure. Yeah. And you could have it. You could have like a little gremolata yeah. on top of the on top of the meat or the chicken. Red meat is really appealing to me and is mm. honestly probably an aphrodisiac for me because I am anemic. Sure. Um, so if you give me a meal with some high iron in it, I'm more likely to keep my stamina up. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like when I think about it, it's like, oh, yeah, for me, it's like, OK, I want like carbs and 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 fish and like I don't it's because I never eat fish right so yeah it's like oh yeah it's fish like is sexy for me it's a yeah. special treat yeah okay 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 yeah. good to good to know good to think about yeah. we gotta try oysters sometime I think you'll like them I probably would yeah like I just haven't eaten them because the occasion hasn't come up yeah I I mean I same that's why I only had them a few years ago yeah um my parents talk about having them like on the Mediterranean mm. like just fresh out of the ocean sure. and it's like Sounds incredible. Yeah. Are there oysters in the Mediterranean? There must be because the Romans were talking about them. Yeah. 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 I want a weird man with a cart to sell me oysters in the streets. (laughs) Sexy. (laughs) Um, But I haven't even gotten to fruit. Oh, baby. Let's talk about fruit. Well, I guess I talked about sexy pomegranates um, because I felt like it would be too predictable for me to immediately go, you know what I like is fruit. (laughs) (laughs) But the other day... I may have even said this last week on the Persimmons episode. Like, my ideal life is that I am just in bed and I have a whole lot of fruit to eat. Sure. Yeah. And maybe, like, also some bread and, like, olive oil or honey or something to balance out my digestive system. But, like, fruit is extremely sexy. Eating fruit is really sexy. Uh, Somebody feeding me fruit is even sexier. That's, like... Mm -hmm. If you're like, I don't know, on a picnic on like a perfect summer day, it's like a little breezy, but it's sunny and warm and like not a doctor in sight, not a doctor in sight. You've got your head in someone's lap and they're just like feeding you perfectly ripe fruit. Like, Mm. tell me a sexier scenario than that. Honestly, I can't. Yeah, I won't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I think that's why we see things like watermelon and strawberries and all these fruits that are just like so nice to snack on. High hydrating, Mm -hmm. which is good. Sugar, which is good uh, for if you're you want to get it on all night long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know me. I'm a fruit slut. uh, And when it comes down to it, um, what I really want to eat is fruit. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. But like good fruit. Yeah, obviously. Like nobody, if they're feeding me some like Macintosh apple from like September and now it's February, like absolutely not. Sure. Yeah. Quality of ingredients matters for sure. Exactly. Which is why you should always look for, say it with me class, seasonal products. Exactly. So in summation, if you have a hot date this Valentine's Day mm-hmm. and you're just trying to decide what to make them for supper. Yeah. Start it off with some... 
figs, maybe oysters if that's your jam. Mm-hmm. Some good bread and good olive oil. Get mm-hmm. some high quality olive oil yeah. to dip the bread in because like dipping things in things is sexy. It is. You can have some nuts. You can have some olives to start off the meal. And then you want to move into something, you know, light butt filling. So yeah. you could have some lovely pasta with... Um, Maybe some seafood, maybe some scallops yeah, and yeah. linguine or like linguine vongole, is that mm-hmm, what they say? That's like the one. in my family they called it clammy noodles, sure. which is less sexy. Yeah, yeah. You get linguine crab sauce if that's your jam. Sure. Yeah. Uh but like be aware of your breath though. Sure. Be aware of your breath. Crab is one of those ones that's a little risky. Sure, yeah. I mean um, with anything, you know, you may want to keep a little after dinner mint around. Yeah. Oh, now, or you can have a quick espresso after dinner together. Which is also an yeah, aphrodisiac. Yeah. But I haven't gotten through the menu yet. No, now, no, no, if no, you're no. not confident cooking seafood at home, because seafood is one of those things that's a little intimidating to cook at home. Sure, it's, yeah, you you yeah. want to cook it absolutely right or it's not good. Yeah. Uh, you have other options, mm-hmm. you know. Um, if your beloved is a vegetarian and you don't want to do any animal products, um, you can do some nice cheeses. You mm-hmm. can do a nice cheese and fruit plate. Sure. Famously not an animal product, cheese. If your date is a vegan, I cannot help you. Yeah. This is We'd have to get Greg back on. Listen, if your date is a vegan, just eat fruit. There you go. And arugula. That's what you... <laughs> and bread. You can still do the good bread and That's olive oil. That's true. Yep. That's true. Yep. There you go. Vegans have a lot of good options, actually. A lot of good options. Yeah. Nuts. All those lovely, Some all those lovely nuts. nuts. Ooh, vegans love a nut. Um, I love, I love pecans. Oh, my God. Uh, I felt like I did not give a good vegetarian option. But I did earlier when I described my thing. Just a good salad. A good salad. Yeah, have a lovely salad. Finish off with chocolate and fruit mm-hmm. and espresso. I think I figured out why, why artichokes are sexy. Why? Because you undress them. It's like a vegetable striptease. It is. Imagine playing strip poker, but with artichokes. I love that. that you don't get a... to eat another leaf. No, and it'd be a really long game. <laughs> it'd be a really long game. And there's also dipping, because if you're like, mm. I know people dip artichokes in melted butter. I've done that, but I really stand by the way I grew up eating them, which is uh, olive oil, lemon juice, and salt, mm-hmm. and dip the leaves in. That's I like good. that better. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's better. Yeah. It's better. So, folks, have a sexy, sexy Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Eat some food. Uh, stay safe. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to put it out there, too, that, like, we've been talking a lot about sex because we're talking about aphrodisiacs. But remember that ultimately it's just about pleasure. And yeah. if yeah. for you sex is not the way you experience pleasure, uh, you can still enjoy beautiful food and it mm-hmm. will still bring joy to your life. And yeah. like you still should. Um, intimacy looks a lot of ways and pleasure looks a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about this in a sexual context, but it is broadly applicable. Yeah. And like, yeah, I'm going to double down on that. If you if you are not someone who, you know, wants to be feeling sexy about this, but does want to feel close to a partner, you can still eat these foods and and feel close to each other. Like that doesn't inherently mean you have to have sex to make the meal worth eating, right? Like these are delicious things and there is something intimate and beautiful about eating delicious thought like thoughtful well thought out foods with a person that you care about and if you're single this valentine's and you're you know listening to this episode thinking man i sure wish that i had a date that i could you know do all these things with guess what pal you can date yourself tonight Mm -hmm. eat all this good shit get yourself some beautiful food really enjoy it and then go you know do what you need to do to to feel like you are fulfilled because i mean frankly if these foods are gonna make people horny it doesn't really matter if they're with somebody else that's a good point yeah uh this episode (laughs) is sponsored by belza hit us up another great aphrodisiac food is jerk chicken (laughs) folks that brings us to the end of our show for this week (laughs) (laughs) thanks so much for Oh boy, oh boy. Thank you so much for listening to this special Valentine's Aphrodisiacs episode of No Bad Food. Do you want to be part of the conversation? Hit us up on the socials at No Bad Food Pod and individually at Tefferbear and at Tom Zalatni. If you like this episode and want to help us make the show even better, head to patreon.com slash no bad food pod to donate. We are trying to reach $50 American in support over on patreon.com slash no bad food pod before the end of February. So uh, please help. Help us get there. 
It's it's February. Feb- you know the word is February, Feb- right? Feb- you know it. That's how you say it. February. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Gab, Thomas, Anne, Erica, Andrew, Chantal, David, Mallory, and Sarah. Our patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks, including the ability to request topics for episodes of the show. Let me be very clear. Nobody requested this one. If that's exciting for you, head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod and make it happen. We also have merch. (laughs) You can hit the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our friends over at Pod Cavern. Do we have sexy no bad food lingerie yet? Listen, uh, I don't know if we do for sure, but there's one way to find out, and it's by going to our merch store. (laughs) Get yourself a little no bad food thong and uh, show them what's up. Look, I mean, you could turn any of our merch shirts into crop tops if you wanted to. And what's sexier than a crop top, frankly? Figs. Figs. And of course, you can support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this episode with a friend or maybe uh, listen to this with your lover. Nothing more romantic to set the mood than this episode. Ooh. Hey, uh, if you're listening to this with Greg, eat something yummy vegan tonight together. How about that? And if you're if you're listening to this with... Gab, don't be afraid to really let loose. Our theme music is by Zach. Takes a bit of effort to eat Ingles. And our cover <laughs> art is by David. Doctors do not have sex. Flam. You can find links for both of them in the description of this episode. And last but not least, this show was produced by us, Tom Zalatni and Tefra Ejemian. And edited by Tom Zalatni as part of the Podcabbert Network. If you don't know this and you haven't caught on to this by now, uh, we're a couple. And (laughs) this is what we're doing for Valentine's Day. (laughs) Romance, baby. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at www.podcavern.com. See you next week. No Bad Food is a proud member of the Podcavern Network. For more great shows like this one, head to podcavern.com. Report. Set collection. Discrepancy straight line, Moth said. Meet Moth. Moth travels everywhere and every when in search of often deadly discrepancies and tries to make sense of the briefs she gets from collection. There were holes in the brief, you know. I don't like that. The Moth Collection Podcast. It's science fiction with a little bit of horror. It's weird and funny and romantic, and there won't be another season. 14 episodes, and that's it, people. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by Podcavern.